Clean Simple Free depends on listener contributions to sustain and grow the podcast. That means listener donations are directly responsible for keeping this show going. If you'd like to keep hearing new content and have not yet signed up to be a supporter, please click the link in the episode description to support this podcast starting at just 99 cents per month. That's less than a cup of coffee to keep this show going. With enough support, I can create even more content and resume weekly episodes instead of every other week. Thank you to my supporters. You've played a direct part in the creation of this episode, and it makes all the difference in the world. Welcome to the Clean Simple Free Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Fox. Today's episode is a discussion on the benefits of having a gratitude practice. It's also my year in review. I want to share with you guys from the heart the lessons that I've learned on my personal minimalist journey. Stick around. As season three of this podcast comes to a close and I prepare to take a holiday break, I've been reflecting on the past year and wanted to share some of my personal experiences with you and just have a chat about some of the things I've learned along my minimalist journey. If I had to use a word to describe 2021, I would call it transformative. It was a year filled with changes and newness, and I let go of a lot of overlooked internal clutter that I had been severely neglecting. I probably don't need to remind you of how difficult 2020 was with the spread of the coronavirus and lockdowns, and like many of us, I was trying my best to go with the flow in the midst of the stress and the chaos, and every day I'd stick to my cleaning and decluttering routines to try to make my home super organized and really tidy. Since we were sheltering in place, I wanted to remove any possible stressors from my environment to try and make everything better. Minimizing clutter was helpful to a certain extent, but after a while, I realized that I wasn't quite focused on decluttering the right things. I was focusing so much on minimizing my possessions in an already minimal home, and at the same time, I was neglecting internal clutter. In 2020, I was very frequently sick. I was generally not feeling like myself. I was on a medication that wasn't agreeing with me, and that caused me to gain a lot of weight. I've always been a relatively thin person, and I had put on like 40 pounds. I was eating food that I now know I'm allergic to, and I was so focused on the clutter I could see that I neglected to remove the things from my life that were really toxic for me. So in January of 2021, I started sticking to a meal plan that fully excluded my food allergies and talked to my doctor about getting off the medication and just sort of evaluated different aspects of my life that included things that were not good for me. It made a huge difference in my quality of life and how I feel physically, and I'm sharing this because I would encourage you guys to do the same. Do some self-evaluation and see if there's anything cluttering up your life internally. Are there habits that you need to minimize? Are there toxic thought patterns you need to evaluate? Is there something you should be incorporating into your life that would help you be your best self? Journaling is something I've started doing on a near daily basis this year, and it's really helped me to do this kind of self-evaluation, and it takes just a few minutes a day. In the morning and evenings, I just jot down a few words about how I'm feeling, what my goal for the day is, and at night, I summarize my day and track my thoughts and feelings. I spend probably five to 10 minutes doing this, and it's really helped. Journaling might not be your thing, but doing some internal exploration, however you do it, can be a really powerful and beneficial thing for creating a better quality of life for ourselves. 
Because isn't that really what we're after as minimalists? We're trying to get rid of the excess to simplify and free up mental space so that we can focus on the things that we care about. This was a big year. It was also transformative in that there was an unexpected move at the beginning of summer. You might remember me mentioning that my apartment building caught fire. So that was an unexpected event, but honestly, I'm grateful that we were able to settle into a new place. We live right by a great pool, so we were able to enjoy having friends over to go swimming all summer. We grilled a lot of burgers and veggies, and this new place really feels like home. I wouldn't say that I'm grateful the fire happened. Thankfully, nobody was hurt, but I am grateful that I had the chance to decorate a new space that we didn't spend the entirety of 2020 in. It felt good to leave our quarantine apartment behind because we moved into that other place in November of 2019. So basically, it was just a quarantine apartment. This year has been one where I've really explored the practice of gratitude. Since Americans celebrate Thanksgiving this month, I'd like to talk about thankfulness, also known as gratitude. Another eventful thing that happened this year was the Texas power grid failure that left tons of residents, including myself, stranded without power and electricity for days on end in freezing cold weather. When I think back on the big freeze, it was very scary and very stressful, but my fiance and I also reminisce about certain aspects of it. I know that sounds like a very weird thing to say, especially because we didn't have power or water for about five days, but since I started this gratitude practice in January, when we got snowed in in February, I found myself looking for things I could be grateful for. It was such a time of scarcity. I'm so much more conservative with my water and power usage now, by the way, because I used to frequently take running water or lights or a working heater for granted, and now I know what it feels like to be without those essential things for an extended period of time. So during this time when I was without, I started really looking at things like, okay, I can't drive anywhere because the roads are iced over, my phone is dead, my apartment is 38 degrees, and I can't cook food or shower. What can I find that's good about this situation? And when I started actively looking, almost searching for positives, I found them. It was really fun watching my dog play in the snow. She's half Pomeranian, so she has a very thick coat, and she was so funny and cute running and playing in the snow, like, yay, I'm finally in my element. Um, our neighbor was super kind to let us warm up and charge our phones in his car when ours ran out of gas. And on day two or day three of the freeze, he was able to make it to the grocery store in his SUV and brought back chicken that he cooked up for everyone on this little grill in our apartment complex. It was like the first real meal I had in days that wasn't a granola bar or something. And it was fun heating up snow to make coffee and sharing food like a real hot meal with a small group of neighbors. I'm grateful for those experiences I had. That week kind of reaffirmed my belief in humanity too because we had neighbors who loaned us a shovel to get frozen ice off of our stairs so that it would be safe for us to walk up and down. And the very few gas stations that were open had these incredibly kind workers who let us in to buy water and trail mix. There was a guy and his son driving around our neighborhood. The guy owned a restaurant and he handed out breakfast tacos to people who hadn't been able to eat because most of the stores were closed and we couldn't cook. So I was extremely grateful for the kindness of strangers and choosing gratitude made that week way more bearable. If I had only looked at the negatives, and there were a lot of negatives, I'm not gonna lie, it would have been a much harder week than it already was. 
There's a lot of research on the health benefits of gratitude as it relates to our well being, and I'd like to share some stats about this. The following excerpt is from an article on healthline.com called The Benefits of Gratitude and How to Get Started. Quote, gratitude involves recognition of the positive things in your life and how they affect you. This can range from acknowledging a beautiful flower you pass to the feeling of thanks that comes from recovering from a serious illness. You can practice gratitude in lots of different ways, such as gratitude exercises, paying attention to the little things in life, telling someone you're grateful for them, doing something kind for someone in your life, and more. A regular gratitude practice has been shown to help contribute to an overall sense of well-being. Stress lowers the immune response to potential bodily threats, whereas increased mental well-being can help your body fight off illness. Practicing gratitude also has the ability to improve other aspects of physical health, with one study suggesting it can reduce the risks associated with heart failure. Gratitude is one of many factors that contributes to positive mental health outcomes. Regularly practicing gratitude can help ease symptoms of anxiety and depression. One study noted that gratitude was linked to improved mood. Practicing gratitude fosters positive feelings and can contribute to a sense of well-being when done regularly. Gratitude plays a key role in forming relationships as well as in strengthening existing ones. When it comes to romantic relationships, gratitude can help partners feel more satisfied with each other. One study showed that partners who demonstrated gratitude toward one another reported increased relationship satisfaction and improved happiness the following day. Being an optimistic person can have plenty of health benefits, including healthy aging. If you're not naturally optimistic, gratitude practice can help you cultivate an optimistic outlook. In a 2003 study, it took just 10 weeks of regular gratitude practice for participants to feel more optimistic and positive about their present lives and the future. To get started with a gratitude practice, you can try meditation, journaling, or simply paying attention to the little things in life that bring you joy. If practiced regularly, gratitude will likely provide positive long-term effects to your mental health and well-being." End quote. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. And welcome back to the episode. If you want to get started with a gratitude practice, it's really easy. In my opinion, keeping up with it is the hard part, but just like anything, it becomes habit over time. One way to get started is keeping a gratitude journal. This is part of the journaling I do that I was talking about. A friend of mine gave me one as a housewarming gift and I've really enjoyed using it. It has these little spaces to fill in the blanks where you write down a few things you're grateful for and track your mood in the mornings and evenings. And we can always think of one or two things to be grateful for. It's easy to come up with one. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you can be grateful that you have a few minutes of free time and I can be grateful that you're listening. So there you go. If journaling isn't your style, you can just think of three things that you're grateful for right in the morning when you first wake up. For me, the first three things that come to mind are usually my pets, my fiance, and coffee. But sometimes I'm grateful for the weather or a good night's sleep. Whatever it is, upon waking and before you go to sleep, you can list off things that you're grateful for in your head like a mantra. I've seen some people create mood boards of things that they're grateful for, almost like a vision board that they put photos and notes of, things that they're thankful for, like their job, their friends, their family, their home. This would be good for any visual learners out there. It's a nice reminder to see everything you have to be thankful for posted on a wall in your home. This is sometimes referred to as gratitude mapping if you want to read up on it more. 
Prayer and meditation is another way to express gratitude. If you're religious, you can thank God for all the good things in your life or express everything you're thankful for through a meditation mantra. Even breathing deeply and repeating, I am grateful, I am thankful, followed by individual things you're thankful for is a great and easy way to practice. And from the same article I read earlier on Healthline, they suggest making a gratitude jar where you write down things that you're thankful for on little slips of paper. You place them into a jar, kind of like a piggy bank, and anytime you feel that you need to express gratitude or be reminded of the things you're thankful for in your life, you can reach into the jar, retrieve the slip of paper, and reflect on that. It's a good time of year to revisit thankfulness, and it's something that's greatly improved my life this year, so I just wanted to share all of that with you guys. I also have to mention author and friend of the show, Carl Stabe, who wrote the book, Bring Gratitude, Feel Joyful Again with Bite-Sized Mindset Practices. He was my guest in episode 51. He also has a podcast called Dig to Fly that I was a guest on last year. And his email newsletters are great for reminding me to bring gratitude to my daily life. It's free to sign up for those. It's something that helps me and that I enjoy. So I just had to mention him. It has been a very busy year, some ups, some downs, and I feel that I've been able to live more fully because of small internal changes I've made. I feel healthier, happier, and much more productive for having decluttered from the inside out, and more optimistic for having started a gratitude practice. As much as I love coming up with new things to share with you on how to organize and sort our items and brainstorming fun ways to find overlooked clutter, I wanted to take this episode to dive deeper into my personal minimalist journey this year and remind you to focus on yourself. You're worth it. Look inwardly and unclutter anything that's holding you back from living your life to the fullest. Be thankful for the blessings you have, eliminate any habits that no longer serve a purpose in your life, and enjoy the freedom that comes with letting go. It sounds cheesy, but that's my holiday wish for you. Thanks for listening, and know that I'm grateful for you. That concludes this week's episode, and that concludes the entirety of season three of the Clean Simple Free podcast. Thank you so much for three great seasons. I'm going to be on a break for the next seven weeks so that I can write new episodes, set up interviews, and edit all of those, and enjoy the holidays. I will be back on January 5th. That will be the first episode of season four. Just a reminder that this show relies on listener support, so if you haven't done so, please click the link in the episode notes to sign up to support this podcast starting at just 99 cents per month. Thank you so much for listening. Reach out if you have any questions or any suggestions for episodes you'd like to hear in the next season. Reach me on Instagram at clean.simple.free or by email at clean.simple.free at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your holidays. Merry Christmas. And remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life. And when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free. I'll see you again soon.